Hello, my name's John Cooley. And my name is Matt Cooley. And this is the Centrelight Podcast. Centrelight exists to look at issues around church, faith and life in the 21st century. Coming up on today's episode... We play with the boundaries of social etiquette. Could you be the next Prime Minister? Fancy a job in marketing? Yes, could your church be the next Apple? So John, what's happening? Well Matt, what's happening with me is uh, a few things actually. Um, Obviously the World Cup Mm -hmm. is on its way uh, and we, my wife and I have organised a little World Cup party. For the 12th of June, cool. <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> Bit of a shout out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're looking forward to doing that. Um, this coming weekend, uh, I'm going to be involved in an overnight youth club extravaganza. Uh, so I'm looking forward to not sleeping. Honest, I can tell I'm getting old now. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 years ago, I would have been, yeah, come on. Woo-hoo! Now I'm like, yeah, it'll be great, but I need to sleep. <laughs> Um, so that'll be good. Uh, I enjoyed Centre Light Light on Monday. Okay. Uh, just gone there. We it was, uh, it was good. It's Oran Moor in Glasgow. A few drinks and some good chat and that. Uh, and we've got a couple more Centre Light Lights on the way as well. So they'll be good. Um, so yeah, and we're looking to go on holiday as well at some point. Okay. Hopefully, really. Uh, we haven't quite decided where. We're wondering about Turkey, but I've heard some. Horror stories about going to Turkey, but I've also had some good stories, so I'm not, I'm not quite sure. to go there. Yeah, it's quite cheap as well, which is always a bonus. <laughs> uh, how about yourself? Uh, I've just been enjoying what um, our version of summer. Mm, it's been nice, hasn't it's it? It's been uh, good those two days. Really good. Of sun. Uh, so, yeah, just been getting out and being outside, which has helped me read a lot more. So, I just finished um, an An Sang Su Chi book. Uh, letters from Burma. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Gives her insight into her um, illegal house arrest and just the, the brutal military dictatorship there. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. And then uh, I'm now just starting to read a book called A Year of Living Biblically, oh. which is uh, written by uh, a guy whose name is possibly A.J. Jacobs. Well, uh, why not? Yeah. Um, and it, he's uh, not religious, so no. but he just decided to no. try and live That's kind of biblically cool. for a year. So, but it's really looking at some of the more obscure things. So it's like quite a literal interpretation. Ah, okay, it's like Old Testament. Ones. Yeah. So it's, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So one so far is um, no mixed fibers. So he has to make sure that none of his jumpers are made of mixed fibers, like flannel and wool and that. Are you going to be trying these tips? Uh, I'm not. No. <laughs> but it has been interesting because it does highlight just... It highlights a couple of interesting things. One is um, how even on the most basic and simplest of things in the Bible is open to interpretation. Uh, yeah. Which was quite an interesting thing. And also um, how we don't really take it that seriously, if you're honest. Yeah. Because there are some things for... Um, when he mentions it and you think yeah I should be doing that well yeah I don't know yeah maybe I'll, I'll have to have a read of the book first yeah, before I make any comments so I'm on month two just now 
Excellent. Okay, um, so shall we move on? Yeah, let's. So now it's time for quick question, uh, the part of the show where we ask a question and try and answer it quickly. And the question is, what does it mean for God to bring his glory? Uh, okay, what does it mean for God to bring his glory? Um, well, I suppose it would mean to let people see his amazingness. Yes. That's um, answering jargon with jargon. Um, well, I'm not sure amazingness is jargon, just but really English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. But it's like kind of... Um, ah, it's a tricky one because it is one of those things that's just... We always hear it, then you? always yeah. hear God, bring your glory, bring your glory. What does yeah. that actually mean? We yeah. talk about us giving God the glory by doing the things that we do for Him, serving Him, etc., etc. But is that different to Him yeah. bringing His glory? I wonder if it's a kind of, in some respects, some people will use it as a roundabout way of saying, God, let me do wonderful things in the world, I'll tell people that it's all you. In a sense, like, give me your power and then I'll go. So, you know, I can picture people doing that. So, is it, does it get used too much? as almost like a jargon, a power real Christian phrase and church services, or does it actually have some meaning? I think it, I think both, I think it does get used too much, but there must be some meaning behind it, in the sense that, um, I mean, I suppose if you're asking God to bring his glory, you're either asking for you personally, to, or the people in the room to feel the presence of God, yeah. or you're saying, um, asking God to reach down into the world and to act. Yeah. to make a difference and to touch the lives of people who don't know already, perhaps. You suppose it's what you're actually doing. Because you do get very standard things that people say sometimes at the front of churches, like bring your glory. And you do wonder, do you know what you're asking Yeah. when you say that? But if God was to bring his glory into this place right now, would you be <laughs> Would you be expecting it? That would, you know? that would be something. Um, would you even survive? Yeah, I don't know. So you can get quite cynical with people there, but then at the same time you might have someone who's genuinely wanting God to show his glory yeah. to the place. Oh! Oh yeah, it looks like time question, to... Question answered? Yes, yes, question answered. So it's time for the discussion, and this episode we're going to be looking at the role of Christianity in politics. Matt, what are your initial thoughts on this discussion? Uh, well, there's a few. I mean, it's quite a wide subject. Yeah. Um, so you can look at uh, whether you know Christians influencing politics from the outside, whether they should be in politics, run for parliament, whether they should have Christian parties. Yeah. Um, there's poli- politics in you know the daily life of the, the politics of running a church, or yeah. you know, there's there's quite a broad range of things there. My initial thought is probably that uh, Christians um, should have a heart for justice and equality. They should care about how society runs. Um, you know, they should care about all of those types of things, and, and largely those things are influenced through politics. You yeah. know, through parliament, through legislation, through the law. Uh, so. You know, from that perspective, I really think that they should be uh, interested in investing in politics and engaging with it and, and contributing to that discussion and trying to shape society, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, um, I think like you say, we, we you know, Christians should be 
looking to change the world and you know at the moment in the in the uh, the world we live in certainly in the UK um, you know changing things is is usually done through the political process yeah uh, my question will be though that when you look through when you kind of look back to the time of Jesus and the time the, the Bible being written Christians are in a minority mm-hmm. and they're not engaging necessarily with the political process um, and but they are really passionate about making a difference and having that heart for justice so has do you think something's been lost um, through time as maybe a kind of state and the church have come together uh, that perhaps we don't care so much about how to change because we recognise that maybe other people will be doing it. Uh, maybe a bit of passion has been lost. Possibly, yeah. Um, I mean, it's always much easier for people to be um, on the outside of something complaining about the establishment and, you know, shouting and screaming and kicking them and stamping their feet kind of thing. It's easier to do that yeah. from the outside and not have the responsibility almost of being on the inside the part of the establishment or making things different or having the responsibility of changing legislation or whatever. Um, and it's easy to be enthusiastic when you when all you're having to do is voice opinion, I guess. Yeah. On the outside, uh, sorry, voice opposition. Yeah. From the outside and then when you get maybe on the inside, when you've got that kind of link between state and the church, mm. I suppose, uh, I don't know, do people compromise their opinions or do they compromise their routine because they get a little bit of power Yeah, and they, they need to water things down because they don't want to upset the I think, uh, yeah, and also, you know, there's so many denominations now involved in the Christian mm-hmm. life that everyone believes different things when it comes to how society should be run and how politics should be held, uh, should be handled. So actually, if you go back to the early church, that probably wasn't so much of an issue because they all had the same kind of, uh, from my understanding, they all had the same kind of mm-hmm. idea on how yeah. Places should be one should voice, be. one heart, one mind. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's an act. Um. So, perhaps we've got a little bit lost as Christians in actually understanding what it is our role is within the process, mm-hmm. and maybe we need to try and find a bit more oomph to to get into it yeah. from somewhere. I I find that a lot of Christians will say, "Oh, I don't want to get involved in politics." For I don't know, I, the reasons are always a little bit naff. I find. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, they also don't seem to get involved in any kind of process that makes a difference to people. That you know, they seem more concerned with how their church should be run in terms of giving them the kind of discipleship needs mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, the committees and all those. Things. We we've kind of been saying there that, that we would say that there's a place for the individual in politics. Mm. Do you think that they have to run as the Christian party or as a Christian candidate? Sort of things. What do you think about Christian parties? Mm, yeah, well, I don't know. I've always been a big believer in inclusion, that we shouldn't have separate boxes for separate things. So, for example, we shouldn't have a Christian party because Christianity should be included in everything mm-hmm. that everyone says. But then maybe in order to get to that state, you need a Christian party yeah. to kind of stand up and and do it but then 
you can have Christian candidates in any of the political parties. Um, it just depends, I don't know, whether you'd get in if you were saying, I'm doing this from my Christian values yeah. or not. It's interesting, I guess, just thinking about the external, uh, you know, if you were to look at other people's views on things like that, I wonder how many people would be, would see a Christian candidate who was overtly Christian. Yeah. I wonder if they would be scared of that because they would assume that there would be some crazy policy they would want to bring in. Or maybe on the other side, they might actually say, whether I'm a, you know, they might not be a Christian themselves, but they might appreciate that the values of Christianity, of equality and justice, yeah. and, and all of these things actually may be things that they would want from their candidates. Yeah. It could, I suppose it could work both but ways. There's maybe another aspect as well that they they see, well, okay, this, this guy's or gal has <laughs> got a, a half of justice and equality, but what has the church really achieved in the mm -hmm. UK? The church is in decline. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's all this squabbling over certain issues. Will this person actually make any kind of a difference yeah. if they get in? Uh, and I think that's quite a difficult, uh, you know, it's a really difficult issue that we have to face as Christians, is yeah. perhaps this perception of, of what other people think. Yeah, I think that... The other thing as well is with the Christian parties, they're always, it comes back to your point about the, there's not really one unified Christian voice or one, mm -hmm. you know, you know, there's so many different beliefs. The, the, the difficulty with the Christian parties is they're always at the extremes, That's right, yeah. you know, so you might have like um, one group on one end saying that, you, you know, no women can work or something like that or yeah. you know and all these different things and it's just like well that's not the voice of Christianity that's no. someone who's a loony just um, <laughs> claiming to be the Christian party but yeah. it, it, it kind of tarnishes yeah because all things. people see when it comes to the political process if they're starting to engage in it is the, this Christian party with these youth and it's like well that must be then what every Christian believes yeah. um, that's one of the reasons why I don't think I don't really favour a Christian party as such I, I definitely encourage every Christian to get involved in politics yeah. um, on some level, whether that's being a constituent and just engaging with their MP, or whether that's actually standing for Parliament or, you know, whatever that is, or, or just lobbying Parliament for particular policies or, or things. I think I think I'd really encourage people to do that, but I don't really, I don't necessarily think that they have to have the Scottish Christian Exactly, yeah. Democratic party or whatever, yeah, you know. Whatever called, yeah. <laughs> I suppose there's different levels that you can engage on the political process as Christian says, a local level where you see a need within your local community and you you want to do something about it, so you write to your local MP mm -hmm. uh, and see what they can do about it. Um, but also, maybe at a local level, you have more of a responsibility to actually do something about it yourself as part of the church. Mm -hmm. Um so there's obviously an argument against getting involved in the political process there because actually as a church you can go and help yeah um but then there's different levels like i say there's a local level but then you can get national and obviously global as well for certain issues yeah i think i'd like to think that they go hand in hand i'd like to think that you wouldn't have to not do one to do the other so i think the churches should be doing all of that actual proactive stuff uh -huh. you know they can lobby government to say that we need to increase aid to, for international development, but uh -huh. at the same time they can fundraise yeah. in their own area That's for right. that, yeah, and that church can donate. So it's not one or the other. Yeah. It's kind of doing 
doing everything you can. Yeah. Which does seem pretty, you know, godly yeah. to actually be doing anything you can to, to to help bring justice into the world. Yeah, it's kind of like do what you can and change the things that you can't. Or, yeah. Or something along those lines. Um, I think some Christians as well, you know, look at the political process and think it's too big for me to get involved in. You know, there's just, what difference can I really make? But I suppose having the heart for justice is all about perseverance as well. It's yeah. not about, it's all about, like, you look at William Wilberforce, mm-hmm. for example, you know, he um, he went to abolish slavery and he failed so many times. Yeah. But it only took one time for him to be successful that made the difference. You know, it was his complete life was to, yeah. was to bring that legislation through. Yeah. And the amount of times he got, you know, rejected was ridiculous but it only takes one attempt yeah. to make something different and I suppose it also reminds me of that Margaret Mead quote as well never doubt that a group of thoughtful committed citizens can change the world in fact it's the only thing that ever has Woo! something well, like that that sounds right Thank to you. me yeah if you were playing devil's advocate and mm-hmm. you were uh, you were kind of trying to say well cause, because we both kind of say that people should be involved in these things yeah and what were the sort of things that you would think people who thought the opposite would point to in this sort of, you know, if I was to say to you, well, actually, I don't believe that Christians yeah. should be political. What, what kind of things would you expect? Well, you can go back to to Jesus and how he said, give, you know, have a look at the, the head on, on this coin, who is it? And the guy said, well, it's Caesar. And he says, well, give to Caesar what's Caesar's. And there's there's times where he's, he's kind of said that he's not here to be involved in earthly politics. So you, you could look to that and think that actually Jesus was down here and he was actually challenging the religious orders of the day rather than the mm-hmm. political orders. I think another one might be if you look at Romans 13, Paul says something about respect your rulers, they've been placed there by God, um, mm. basically uh, submit to their authority. Um, the righteous man or the man who does right doesn't have anything to worry about under mm. a righteous ruler. Um, it's something that people would point to. I think my difficulty with it does throw up a lot of tension, I think, things yeah. like that, because on the one hand, uh, there's, that, I mean, it's a great teaching, I suppose, if you're righteous, you don't have anything to worry about, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we don't necessarily have righteous rulers now. No. So we don't, I mean, imagine trying to tell that verse to someone who is living under Robert Mugabe, mm-hmm. or, you know, some of the dictators in the world. So it doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, it's a very difficult thing, and, and also there's an element of, well, if our rulers are doing things that are not biblical, um, does that mean the nation yeah. is unbiblical? Yeah, so we really, uh, it, it's a difficult one, and it's one of those ones, I don't know if it's perhaps something that you would look at as uh, a specific instruction for a specific people in a specific point in time. Or, yeah. But then there's plenty of evidence in the Bible where, you know, justice has been done against certain rulers who mm-hmm. are being dictator, dict- that word, dictatorial. Thank you. And, <laughs> You know, you get Elijah, who was going to the king and saying, you're being out of order in the way in which you're ruling. You don't have any regard for the people around you. You're just being selfish. So there's definitely uh, evidence in the Bible for standing up to the established Mm -hmm. kind of politics. Uh, But I think it is, as you come into the New Testament, that there does seem to be a bit of a, a change, like you say in Romans, certainly, and with Jesus. So... There is a bit of uncertainty there. Yeah. I think, I suppose, coming back to the Jesus thing, I think it was, to me, reading the, the scriptures and stuff, 
it is more that his mission was to focus on uh, opening up access to God to everyone and directly influence the religious mm. community, if you like, and, and correcting their wrongs, if you, if that, you know, yeah. rebuking the Pharisees. Or if you think, if you, if Jesus was to come here right now, what do you think he would do? Do you think he would want us to focus on the way the church has been run, the hierarchies and kind of institution mm. and traditions and things that lie within that? Um, or would he, you know, ask us to rally against the political process yeah. or would it be would would they go hand in hand because as you maybe get more authentic church then you start to have more of a understanding about how the political process affects the yeah. world I suppose you come back to um, hey love your Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbour as you love yourself kind of kind of thing it's almost like that's I suppose when you, if Jesus came now he'd probably just be thinking like <laughs> what are you guys doing with all this infighting yeah. What are you doing with all of the um, attempts for power or whatever? It's like my, there are children in the world starving. What are you doing about it? You know, yeah. what are you doing in your actions to praise God? I suppose would be the ultimate thing. So it's almost I can imagine he came in a way then to shake things up, and now I can see him kind of coming and shaking us up a little bit and just getting priorities in the right. Well, I think so. I, I think in terms of the church, Jesus would say, you're being way too inward thinking. You're mm-hmm. worrying too much about who's the best person for a job when actually you should be worrying about the people outside who need your help. I, th- I think people in the listener land yeah. will uh, have plenty of opinions. Um, hopefully you agree with some of what we've said. Perhaps you disagree. Um, so maybe you want to get on the forum. Yep. And let us know your opinions uh, on this kind of stuff. John, what is the address? The uh, website is www.santalight.org. Uh, and you can log on there and find the podcast and the forum. Obviously, you will be listening to the podcast if you're hearing this <laughs> message. Um, but obviously, the forum is there. You have some news. Uh, I have got some news. What would it be? Uh, you, you won the last episode. Uh, woohoo! That's right. I won the <laughs> last episode's funny thing. Thank you very much for all of you who voted. Uh, it's nice to be loved. Unlike you. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> So, why don't we flip something? Uh, we'll flip this. Is that, no, that looks quite important. Uh, let's go for uh, random. I'm not really sure why it's here, given that it was a year ago that we were in New York, but I've got a ticket for the Empire State Building Observatory. $18. It was $18. That was a student price as well. Wow. But they know that you're going to have, I mean, how can you not go off the, anyway. Anyway, so, <laughs> flipping, uh, flipping time, you I'll like... have, yeah, I'll have the colourful outside. Okay. Oh, oh wow, oh, it was. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's my story. I was at school uh, recently, doing some work as a youth worker, although... After this story, uh, probably won't be. <laughs> and we were in the social area at lunchtime, chatting with some of the kids that were there. And they've just recently brought out Iron Brew. We've just recently brought out new bigger cans, okay. like the six hundred mil kind of cans. 
anyway, uh, this kid had one and he was uh, drinking it fine. Uh, anyway, I walked over uh, to where he was and he had just rested it between his legs uh, as he was getting something. <laughs> I walked over and pointed and said, Oh, look, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Realising that actually maybe that was a little bit inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody else think the same or did they all realise you were talking about the can? No, they all kind of had that awkward laugh, kind of, oh my goodness. There were people, thank they were there, they were a couple of kids that I knew quite well. So it you know it wasn't like random but <laughs> yes. So feel free to uh, write in and have me sacked. <laughs> um, oh, well, that's bad. Um, yeah, mine is actually on a similar theme. Mine is uh, one of those classic moments of me being socially awkward. Uh, I was at the Christian Aid staff conference uh, and I happened to be sitting next to someone who worked in one of the foreign offices who was Italian. And we were just chatting away, and, and uh, I have been to Italy a couple of times. I tried to learn Italian, and I, I really like Italian and stuff. And we were just discussing about that, and then she she said to me, "Oh, um, so uh, she said, uh, say something. You know, what can you say in Italian?" So I was like, "Okay." So my favourite phrase uh, is because of the way it sounds, "Desideriamo una camera per due persone, per favore." Which, if you know Italian, uh, means, I'd like a room for two, please. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and then it was okay, right? Because I was going to say that, and then I, and then I kind of went, oh, you know, my brain caught up, and I was like, oh, see, I, I, was, uh, I wasn't meaning. Oh, yeah, I didn't mean like you, and, and then I was like, and then I was like, oh, no, and I was I am see, most of it, and I tried to dig myself out, but oh, like, see, I learned tourist Italian, and, and it was things like booking hotel, and then I just... Um, uh, I gave up. Uh, so <laughs> crashed in uh, I'm pretty sure that for the rest of the staff conference, she was kind of <laughs> avoiding any kind of near my vicinity. Uh, yeah, so that was not good. Nice one. Well, make sure you go onto the form and register your votes for either Matt's uh, socially awkward Italian moment or my inappropriate iron brew can moment. Uh, and the winner will be announced in the next episode. So, it's time for Spiritual Caffeine. The idea behind Spiritual Caffeine is that we give you some ideas to try out in your life. Maybe just to uh, help you connect with God more or just connect with God in a different way. Uh, so, this time around, uh, we had the idea, well, I say we, but it's a bit of collective credit there. It's actually John had the idea <laughs> of... Um, That's not entirely fair. John, tell us about the okay. idea of uh, sacrifice. Well, this uh, my the idea is about inconveniencing yourself, and it's kind of is uh, ever since I watched the Inconvenient Truth, I, I'm always remind, always reminded of things that I do that I could do better if it, if I just took a bit more time or a bit more effort yeah. into doing it. Things like driving, I don't need to drive as much as I do, but it's just inconvenient to not drive. Yeah. So perhaps. It's the same for you. Um, maybe you could plan your day or a week where you, you think of ways to get around without using the car. 
and actually that's good for you in various different ways because it uh, you probably end up a bit healthier mm -hmm. uh, obviously doing a bit for the environment uh, you're saving money on petrol you know there's hundreds of great reasons and um, in the time it takes you to walk or cycle you could maybe spend that time praying or listening to some music that makes you feel pretty good and um, so that's one example of driving another example would be I don't know really simple like what do you do with your rubbish do you just throw it all away or do you look to see what can be recycled mm. uh, it's quite convenient to just throw everything into a bin bag but again the benefits of looking at what can be recycled are, are great and yeah. it does make you feel yeah. pretty good if you actually do things yeah I think there's quite a few I can think of a few other example type things based maybe things like say you're on the train or the bus and you give up your seat for someone yeah exactly you know or you even if you were first in the queue you step back and let them go on or yeah things like that I mean I'm I'm always someone who's always in a hurry so things like that are really good for me to, to force me to take a bit more time I think it kind of is inspired not just by the, the film but also by this kind of lifestyle that we're living where it's all so hectic and perhaps we need to to think about the time that we how we use our time mm -hmm. check it out and let us know if you try it and what works for you and feel free to get on the forum and suggest ideas for us for spiritual caffeine shall we move on we shall and uh, that'll move us on nicely to ideas for church this episode we're going to be looking at um an interesting topic actually and the question is how would you advertise your church if it was a brand. Uh, Matt, I think you were inspired by watching uh, a video yeah. where the church, um, no, was it Starbucks, decided it, yeah. to advertise themselves like a church? Yeah, it, it was, yeah, basically it was kind of looking at a, a parody of Starbucks church, if you like. So the important thing was whether or, you know, like it was all about worshipping coffee, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but it did get me thinking, actually, what if you to turn that around and your church was to advertise itself in the way that some of the world's best brands do? Because there's no doubt that um, regardless of your attitude towards consumerism or commercialisation and all that kind of stuff, consumption, there is no doubt that some brands get advertising very right. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, well, actually, what is it that makes their advertising right? It's not even necessarily brands either. I was driving here today. And uh, there was a big billboard, and all it had on it was an I and starts 9th of June. And I was like, oh, Big Brother's starting. Um, and it was just as simple. Do you know what I mean? There was no, no, didn't even say Channel 4 on it, didn't say just, what it was, it just, just had a big I. Yeah. And it's like instant recognition of what yeah. that is. So I guess it's the challenge of what, how would you how would you advertise your church? What, you know, because the brands or, or good advertising has some key elements, you know, maybe it's thinking about. The target audience, or how they would perceive how they interact with things. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of different yeah. things to go into that, though. And it's just maybe thinking about churches engaging with those issues. Start yeah. to think through that, and and I think also that if people are the same well, I don't think we should advertise with the church. Well, we do. We church all churches try with banners mm. and you know having things outside yeah. your door. But maybe we think asking the question of how can that be done better, yeah, and more effectively. Yeah. I mean, we're all. Walking adverts for the church, yeah. Whether we like it or not, our life is an advert for yeah, Christianity exactly for the church. Is. So, yeah, um, give it a go. Um, if you decide to put together some amazing marketing campaign, let us know. And we'll copy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so we hope you've enjoyed it again, this episode. We've had some good chit-chatter in the discussion. Uh, and obviously the funny things, etc, etc. Uh, we'll be having some more satellite lights over the coming months, so look out for when they're going to be. We have now a Facebook page, and we'll be keeping you up to date using that, uh, as well as the website. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you at these events. Bye. Bye.